1: Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. Sunday, October the thirtieth. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, ready for the Sunday NHL slate. Six, five games rather tonight today in NHL action. Uh, before we get to that, we'll do a look back on what we saw on Saturday. And we started the day with a pretty wild and entertaining game with the Rangers and the Stars. Not sure any of us anticipated nine goals with Jake Ottinger and uh, and Igor Shesterkin starting out as the goaltending matchup. Uh, in that game, but uh, definitely uh, surprising to see nine goals, although an injury to Jake Ottinger early uh, in that game replaced by a uh, Scott Wedgwood kind of changed things a little bit uh, for the course of that game. But give the Rangers credit, you know, a team that had scuffled the last few games needing a bounce back performance, uh, and they certainly uh, were able to deliver that with the uh, 6-3 win and explosion really in the third period. Uh, from the New York Rangers to get the victory there uh, in that game. Uh, And uh, we saw Florida with a bounce back against Ottawa. They snapped a losing streak with a 5-3 win over the Senators. That Shane Pinto money train with his goal score prop keeps on rolling as well. Another nice plus 375 uh, winner with that. Uh, So just keep riding him right now to score goals. Seems to be a good uh, decision. How about Tampa Bay? For those that had Tampa in regulation, my goodness, uh, a last-minute winner. Uh, To get the uh, victory over the San Jose Sharks by a score of four to three. I actually ended up betting small the Lightning in regulation. I know Alex had the team total uh, over three and a half. So, very nice to see a late uh, game winning goal from the Lightning in that game. One of the shocking results of the day, Montreal putting a seven spot, scoring a touchdown, kicking the extra point as well uh, against the St. Louis Blues, seven to four. What a debacle it was for the Blues. Just piss poor puck management in that game they end up losing 7-4 Carolina comes back to beat even in defeat the hard trying Philadelphia Flyers who you know fell behind and battled back and then actually took the lead but Carolina tied it late and then won in overtime but the Flyers effort uh, every single game uh, still seems to be very very solid uh, in that one Buffalo roars back from a third period deficit uh, to a 3-1 deficit going into the third. They scored two uh, in the third. And, and Tage Thompson had an incredible night for the Sabres, uh, showing why they're paying him the bigger bucks because he was uh, the guy that spearheaded that comeback. And then they get the Victor Olofsson power play goal uh, in overtime for the 4-3 win against Chicago. I was on the over, so happy to see that come through. The Detroit Red Wings, 2-1 victory over Minnesota. See, that's what Detroit's going to be capable of doing every now and then. You know we know this team's gonna is a little bit better this year. Gone through a little bit of a tough week, losing to New Jersey and Boston. But boy, what a performance last night uh, from Ville uh, Husso uh, in net, and the uh, Red Wings were able to make it stand up with a two to one victory over the Wild, who did have Philip Gustafson. But hey, can't blame Philip Gustafson too much. You know? score only one goal, you're not going to win uh, too many hockey games. Washington shuts out Nashville. serves me right for trust in Nashville just because they beat St. Louis and Thomas Grice, the backup on a back-to-back. Uh, they were not – and look, Washington suffered some key injuries in that game as well. Uh, T.J. Oshie left that game. John Carlson left that game. Uh, they were down a defenseman, down a forward, and still Washington puts a shutout on the road against Nashville. So terrible stuff there from the Preds. Terrible stuff from Pittsburgh. Thought it was a good spot, good situation, and they still cannot get the job done. A wretched road trip for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mercifully comes to an end. They lose 3-1. to one. Uh, Great battle of Alberta once again. Uh, Oilers and Flames, 3-2 Oilers uh, in that game. Uh, nice, great cup performance by McDavid in the third period. Markstrom, one of his better performances, even in a losing effort, against the uh, Oilers that he's had, albeit... The tying goal was just one that can't go in. It was just a little bit of a fumble of the puck behind the net. McDavid capitalized and just shot it right away from the boards area. Markstrom just wasn't set. Bad goal to give up, which is unfortunate because it's a little bit of a blemish on what was a really good outing from Markstrom. And Skinner, outstanding again for the Edmonton Oilers in victory. Man, we like I said, I think Jay Woodcroft's in a spot now where he's got to keep starting this guy. He's the hot hand right now for the Edmonton Oilers in net. Uh, And uh, a great game from Connor McDavid. uh, No question about that. So we'll see if the uh, Oilers will go back to uh, Skinner again moving forward. Uh, But a nice win there. And we have to bring this up as well. Actually, we'll save it for the uh, recap uh, at the end of my recap here when we bring Alex in for his thoughts. But I will wrap it up with the thing that pissed me off most last night is someone with Colorado as a best bet on the show. Oh, my goodness. Something you just do not expect to see happen to a team like the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, A 3-1 lead goes by the wayside, uh, and they end up losing 5-4. It ended up 5-3, actually, and then they got a late goal after it looked like the Islanders had already put it away with the empty net. Uh, Just a despicable loss for Colorado to lose that way. And look, that's two games now without Big Balnachushkin, and they've lost both of them against New Jersey and the Islanders. Um, And look, he was the guy leading them in goals as well. Uh, going into uh, these last two games prior to his injury. So it is a big loss. You would think the Avs still have the depth to overcome it, but they have not been able to. And certainly the defense let them down uh, in the third period last night. And you know, before we get to Alex's thoughts, you know how much I love Daryl Sutter, right? You absolutely know that. I think he is not only a great coach, multiple Stanley Cup champion, uh, you know, in Calgary, he's done great things with this team. Already in two years, he's one of the best press conferences to listen to. He might have topped himself. We know we've had legendary, uh, classic Daryl Sutter moments throughout the course of his coaching career. I think we might have topped it here uh, last night with uh, what we heard from Daryl Sutter. Uh, A question was asked, what happened to Jonathan Huberto uh, in the first period? He left the bench area. And this was Daryl Sutter's typical stoic face, stone face, deadpan response. Uh, Check this out. Let's see you if get, we can sound. Yeah, they hold
0: on. Uberto left the bench for a little bit
1: in the first period. Are you able to say what it was? I think he'd go take a shit. Let's repeat that one more time. Are you able to say what it was? I think he'd go take a shot. Uberto
0: Uber <laughs> left the bench for a little bit in the first period. Are you able to say?
1: I think he'd go take a shot. <laughs>
0: the bench a little bit. Oh my goodness! How good is
1: that right there? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had to go take a <laughs> shit. Uh, it's not <laughs> a, I was getting my stick taped up or my skates repaired or no, just not. Or he could have even just said, I'm eh, not feeling well. Uh, you know, just uh, he had to you know go to the dressing room, you know, take, catch his breath, you know, see maybe he's lightheaded or something. No, he had to go take a shit. You know, he had a number two. Uh, oh man. my gosh. Daryl Sutter never change. You are a beauty. Very few a- guys
0: in this league keep it real like Daryl Sutter does. I mean, it's just absolutely fantastic. He is by far one of the best coaches for a uh, press conferences. He's going to give you
1: everything you, everything you want to know. Yeah, everything. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's what I said on Twitter. Like, it's basically the stuff you didn't need to know, but you hear about it anyway. Uh, that's basically a Daryl Sutter right there talking about uh, a little uh, – Washroom break for uh, Jonathan Huberto in the uh, first period uh, last night. Uh, that guy is classic. Uh, and you know what? You know what put that whole statement and that quote over the top? What he said there. I think you got to go take a shit. And he had the stoic face the whole time. Like he's not even a little wry smile, no little grin or anything. Just stoic, just serious, just deadpan face yeah. the whole fucking time <laughs> he's saying it. That's the best part of it. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. That was great. I'm
0: glad. I'm glad you had that clip loaded loaded up because I saw that late last night and was cracking up laughing. Yeah,
1: great Daryl Sutter. Like I say, I will. That's too, that's must see television. I mean, every Flames post game, I'm looking for those post game press conferences at Daryl Sutter. I'm yep. there every yep. single time. <laughs> uh, Alex, thoughts on the uh, card from yesterday?
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll start. Well, I mean, like I said, there was just a, a lot. We'll start with that early game because uh, I watched pretty much most of that. The Dallas and the Rangers. That three-goal stretch where the Rangers pretty much put the game away, that's a the marker, and that needs to kind of be the blueprint for how the Rangers play throughout the season and definitely once they get into the playoffs because when they turn that offense on, they get that pinpoint passing down to to a crisp like they did in, in that sequence. They are unstoppable. They are, like I said, as good as if not, especially right now without Nutrishkin, better than Colorado offensively, when they have all their, their ducks in a row and everybody's healthy, they are lethal. And that game was actually fairly close, even with Wedgwood and Net having to come in, what, I think it may be like five minutes into the second period, basically. And, and keep in mind, Shosturkin got clipped from behind and looked like he might have had to leave the game early in the first period, too. So that was a real kind of back and forth game, a lot of physical battles. Uh, it was a fun one to watch. And, and the Rangers, you know, we talked about how they couldn't get their offense wrong. The last five games that they had lost, they'd had five goals total. Well, they come back and put six up in one night. So, uh, you know, like I said, can't count them out. Colorado Avalanche, very disappointing. I was, uh, I did have a play on them. Gave it out on the show. And, you know, take a big lead. I expect them to bounce back after getting shut out and having Georgiev and Net against the Islanders, a team he's played well against. And then they just, the wheels just completely came off of them. Uh, just a really rough spot. Like I said, without Big Val, this team looks a bit lost. And, I mean, yes, he had an incredible uh, postseason last year, but I didn't think he was going to emerge to be, you know, as important as a lion, of Scott or, uh, or, um, or, um, draw by McKinnon, you know, he's right there with, with those guys. And, and so it looks like his contract is, is definitely worth his weight for sure. Uh, they definitely need him back as soon as possible in the Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, Martin Jones, who we've, you know, shitted on for a long time on this program, he stood on his head in that second and third period last night. Yeah. It wasn't so much that, that Pittsburgh laid an egg. He played a wonderful game. That's probably the best I've seen him in net in a very, very long time, probably since his, like, L.A. in early San Jose days. So you got to give credit where credit's due on, on that point. Uh, Buffalo and uh, Chicago, the interesting game i watched a little bit of, uh, pushed on the first period over a two. That was my best bet on the show. Could have easily gotten that. There was a ton of power play chances in that, that first period and a lot, of, a lot of scoring chances for both teams. Arvid Soderblom held his own. He made 41 saves uh in, in the game you know and of course going in you know a few minutes in overtime so 63 minutes worth of, of action making 41 saves only giving up four goals that's not bad last year he would have probably given up eight or nine uh if he was facing 41 shots so maybe there's a little bit of improvement there I'm still not gonna sign him off as a true NHL backup just yet but uh but uh, and a good win for Buffalo coming back home and Minnesota I mean at least they're committing to defense. They're gonna have clunkers like that where they they won't get the offense rolling, but they committed to defense, kept the game close. Uh, Detroit puts away. If you had Detroit puck line, I feel bad for you. There was two wide open empty net chances that uh, the wings whiffed on late in that third period. Uh, but now you get the Hawks and Wild meeting up in Chicago tonight, back to back, and both teams off of a loss should be a fun one to watch.
1: Yeah, but that was one of those bane of Alex B. Smith's existence. Some moments there because he's been uh, very agitated over the years about these scenarios yeah. where these players miss these wide open. Like five outs. years now,
0: five years where we see these these guys, and and at least we're not seeing them tr- intentionally chip the puck toward the, the you know right toward the blue line yeah. dasher, and then just they're actually going for the net and still missing it. It's like if I'm a coach and you miss an empty net like that, I'm having you shoot at, at fifty empty nets the next day in practice. It's a simple no, thing. No, I agree with it.
1: that. Yeah, no question, and uh, definitely a situation right now where you know that that's as frustrating as it gets for anybody that's betting a, a puck line where yeah. you know you get the uh, wide open net should be something you're able to uh, capitalize on, and uh, it's you know it's it's you're rushed. You know, you feel like, uh, and and I think you just overthink it sometimes, and it's just incredible. I still remember the one from, like, well, over a decade. It had to have been 15 years ago. Christ, Alesh Hemsky was still playing in the league. Alesh Hemsky for the Oilers. That's how long ago it was when Dallas, you know, they missed the empty net with 20 seconds to go. Guy falls down just on the backhand. It's wide open there, and he pushes it wide. Edmonton goes right down, and with five seconds left, scores the tying goal. Like, yeah, that's
0: one of the that's one of the craziest sequences in hockey history. I don't think we'll ever see that again, to be honest. Yeah,
1: that was yeah. incredible. You talk <laughs> about how the missing a wide open net can uh, get you to pay the price, and boy, they paid the price for it that night. Uh, the Dallas Stars in Edmonton. That was a long time ago. That, that was one. back in the
0: day when Dallas and Edmonton were actually rivals. That was, like that that was yep. those were some great uh, meetings from like the early nineties all the way until the two thousands.
1: Yeah. yeah, exactly. They were, and it was definitely a great job by. Uh, them to uh, Edmonton to tie that game but thanks to a wide open net that was missed uh, that I still remember that to this day that's the one that I always uh, think of when I'm talking about these players missing an empty net late in a hockey game all right Columbus New Jersey as we get the Sunday five game card breakdown be uh, underway Uh, we've got New Jersey minus 210 home favorite six and a half the total uh, in this game uh, we don't know who's in net yet for the uh, Devils. We assume it could, it will be Vanacek. He is the, the guy that started the back-to-back games for the Devils. They won both games in Detroit, in Detroit, and then against the uh, Colorado Avalanche. And he was very good, obviously against uh, Colorado. When you shut out the Avalanche, you're clearly doing something right. Uh, and there is no doubt it was a terrific performance in net from uh, Vanacek in that game. Uh, the Devils will see if they can uh, keep up this recent strong play that they have had. Uh, the last couple, not just the last couple of games, but five and one, their last six games. So you're seeing a lot of good things right now from uh, the New Jersey Devils. Uh, no question about that. Uh, the Blue Jackets, not so much. Um, just very disappointing considering that they had just lost to Arizona at home, 6-3. You would have expected uh, an inspired, strong effort to bounce back from that kind of loss. And they get blanked for nothing by the Boston Bruins on Friday night. The offense Uh, Certainly didn't work. And in fact, uh, now that's uh, three goals in the last two games from the offense. And the defense continues to just, you know, it's it's a sieve right now, you know, at the defensive end of the ice for the Blue Jackets. They give up four to Boston, six to Arizona, six to Pittsburgh. They did only give up one to the Rangers, but that looks like an anomaly when you look back on it. And they still gave up 31 shots in that game. They've had a tough time keeping the puck out of their own net. Uh, That also explains why for the season so far, uh, in terms of over-under, they're 6-3 out of the over so far uh, this year. Palat looks like he is going to miss this game once again uh, for the uh, Devils. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood's been dealing with an upper body injury, so there's questions. Will he be available here for this uh, game uh, to start? If I'm the Devils, I'm hoping not because you know my thoughts about him right now. Uh, just not playing well for the uh, Devils. This is a game I'm probably going to end up passing on. The only thing I would, I'm considering is the Devils team total. Uh, over three and a half. Um, I, I do think they could get four against this, obviously, struggling and reeling um, the Blue Jacket uh, team because they are just giving up goals and bunches right now. No question about that. And sometimes when you see these teams coming off a one-to-nothing type of game, uh, more often than not, you're going to end up seeing, you know, a little bit at least of a more of a higher scoring game the next time out. And it is worth noting with the head-to-head series history with these two teams, uh, five of the uh, last... Uh, four of the last five games, rather, have all gone over six and a half. So we've had four, four, three final scores uh, in the last five meetings between the Blue Jackets and Devils. So lean to the Devils team total over and the full game over. But I might go more Devils team total if it's Vanacek. That's my thought. I prefer the team total if we see him in that because he's in good form right now. And that's not a guy I'm thinking, yeah, let's bet the full game over with him in net. And we saw Columbus obviously get shut out in their last game. 2.4 goals against average, 889 save percentage for Vanacek. But his last three starts, uh, he has given up three goals or less for the uh, New Jersey Devils. He had the one bad start against Detroit back on October 15th. And outside of that, he's been a lot better. So if Vanacek's in net, I'd probably prefer the Devil team total over. If it's Blackwood in net, if he's available from That uh, to come back from that upper body injury, and Lindy Ruff decides to start him, then I might go with the full game uh, over six and a half uh, in this game instead. So that's where I'm at, but I haven't locked anything in uh, just uh, yet. Prop wise, Fabian Zetterland has been moved up to the top line. You can consider maybe a goal scorer prop with him. We always like those kind of situations for Columbus. You know, I still say Kent Johnson, who's going to play on the second line, is someone that has been making an impact. He had his goal streak snapped against Boston when they got shut out. But prior to that, he had scored in consecutive games. So I wouldn't mind coming back to the well with Kent Johnson for the Blue Jackets and a goal score prop uh, bet in this game early this afternoon. Uh, Alex, what do you think here at Columbus, New Jersey?
0: This is going to be a pass for me. Like I said, New Jersey is in somewhat better form off of the win with uh, Colorado, but you you wonder about a let down there. Columbus has dominated in the series. They've won 21 of the last 26 meetings. Uh, so, you know, that's something that goes back away. And I'm talking about mostly bad teams kind of on both sides, to truly really be honest. Uh, so, this is just one I'm going to pass. Except I can even look at the team total with New Jersey. He said, Banachek being in that, that's a, a bigger upgrade. But three and a got to lay a
1: dollar twenty-five. There's a couple other things I like on the board more. So it's a clear pass. All right, clear pass here for Alex P. Smith. All right, Minnesota Wild, Chicago Blackhawks. Another one of these Sunday afternoon affairs here in the Windy City. Minnesota minus 215, road favorite, six the total. This I have locked in, especially with the sixes that are out there. And there are a couple of books that have a six with the total. I like this one uh, over uh, the total here. Uh, Chicago over the total again, you know, we talked about Chicago overs, Alex, coming into the season, and they're starting to live up to that billing, aren't they? Uh, right now, with that uh, those overs, the Seattle game last Sunday, that was remember that that was an early Sunday afternoon game. We had a friggin' shootout in that game, five four, Seattle and Chicago. the The Edmonton game earlier this week with Chicago was up and down, up and down the ice, went over the total. Buffalo last night looked like it had stagnated a little bit in the second period, but. Uh, Buffalo comes back to win that game and pushes that game up and over the total uh, as well. So they're they're an over machine right now, the Blackhawks. They are scoring goals, but they are obviously surrendering goals uh, in bunches as well. Alex Stalock in net after he was given the uh, day off yesterday. First of the back-to-back, they went with Soderblom. Dude, didn't actually play that bad uh, last night for the uh, Blackhawks in that game last night. But uh, back to Stalock in net for this one this afternoon. This is a Uh, Well, it's actually a 7 p.m. Eastern game, 6 p.m. local time start in Chicago. So it's not a true afternoon game. It's more like a very, very early evening game here for the uh, Wild and the Blackhawks tonight. And for the uh, Hawks, or for the Wild, rather, you would expect Marc-Andre Fleury uh, to be in net here. Facing his former team, obviously, uh, was with the Blackhawks prior to that trade uh, yesterday. Uh, he's been better lately, Mark andre Fleury. There's no question about that, but I could see Minnesota in a game where they got shut down, and uh, look, most of the season, Alex, where have the adjustments been for Minnesota after a loss and after a game? It's been on the defensive end of the ice, because that's usually been where they've lost games. Last night, it was the offense that got shut down, so what do I expect today? Let's get our offense going again. Certainly a team defensively that will often let you get your offense going, uh, that being Chicago, so over six minus one twenty at DraftKings uh here is what you can find with this total, which is great. I mean, there's a lot of six and a halves. So make sure you shop around, but DraftKings does have over six minus one twenty uh right now with this total. I like that for sure. And you know, the ability to get a six just in case we see three, two or uh or four-two, I should say, or that kind of a final score or five, one. Is always good. So uh, six minus one twenty over for me with Minnesota Chicago. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Wild Blackhawks.
0: Yeah, this is one of those as I call it, dreaded six o'clock Sunday starts. And the Hawks historically, this is going back years and years. Even during the dynasty run with the Cups, they've been terrible in these these spots. And when you look at how the Hawks were playing, a bunch of home games had to fly to Boston, get on the road, and come right back, and now play a division rival that always, you know, the Wild always get geared up for the Hawks. Uh, no matter how good or bad they are, and the Wild also coming off of a back-to-back with a loss, except where the offense wasn't rolling, this screams first period over to me, and and, and I like full game over too if you can find that six except DraftKings, uh, but but even that one and a half minus a dollar forty, uh, which I'm seeing I'm seeing dollar forty is dollar forty-five, so so like I said shop around for sure. I really like this over. I think that's a, a decent price and a great number. Uh, I think we're gonna see both offenses trade back and forth. Like I said, Flurry has been better. But I still want to see the first period has kind of been his Achilles heel throughout the games. He's gotten stronger as the game goes on. The Hawks can get one, and we know the Wild. I definitely feel like they can get one if not two. Uh, so I probably might even look at taking a shot with Minnesota Puck Line as well. Uh, that's more of a lean, but I really love this first period over here, Wild and Hawks. Wild have just been absolutely lights out with the first period over. They got it done last night. They had one and a half. Like I said, you really got to shop these one and a half. And with the Wild, they're one of those teams that I have circled high enough to where I don't mind laying the 140, 145, 150 juice uh, as opposed to going on two. I'd I'd rather take them and lay that juice as opposed to some other teams where I feel a little more comfortable just riding with the two. And if I push, I get out of there and get my money back.
1: All right, good stuff there, like an over one and a half. We'll lay the juice uh, in this one with the uh, over one and a half first period. I'm going to actually bet the, and add as, it as a play as well, the Minnesota in regulation. Minus 128 is a pinnacle for uh, Minnesota in regulation. I think that's a good price there uh, in that spot. And Minnesota off the loss, too, against Detroit. I think a good bounce-back situation. And Fleury, you know, I, I know it didn't go well in Chicago. I'm sure, you, you know, he had nothing with – no problems with teammates or anything. But still, I mean, it ended up being a big – Disaster. His experiment going to the Chicago Blackhawks. So I think beating this team would be something he'd be yeah, very. Uh, he'd be wanting to do that.
0: And one key on the flip side, Alex Stalock most likely getting the start net for the Hawks. Not only is this his former team, this is also his hometown team. He's two and zero with a nine with a nine twenty save percentage and a a uh, 1.96 goals against, but when he played against the Wild in the preseason, and that was mostly the Wild starters, he got lit up here in St. Paul. So keep that in mind, too. I mean, like I said, that that uh, former team angle goes both ways, but I think it's a lot stronger with Flory than it's with Salah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Props, D- uh, Domi and rat uh, Look, I cashed in with Radish last yeah, night for the nice. Chicago Black. He's starting to get it going. I'd go back to Radish tonight. Domi's never a bad uh, option. And for Minnesota, it's Boldy and Rossi for me. I continue to think these guys get chances. Uh, and on a night where they only scored one goal in Detroit, I think there's a good chance we get a uh, some of those, either of those two guys finding the uh, back of the net here tonight for the uh, Minnesota Wild.
0: And look, maybe. look, maybe Seth Jones for an assist. And he had one last night. He's been kind of kind of chipping in a little bit more points wise. That's some, somebody yeah. I might, might want to dabble with uh, potentially too.
1: Yeah, no question about that. All right, Toronto Anaheim next up. We've got the Leafs here minus 180 as they end this a long Western road trip tonight. Uh, six and a half the total in this game. Man, I ain't laying a buck 80 with the Leafs right now. That is for sure. But boy, you talk about my pre, one of my pre you're not going to get all your preseason prognostications on teams. Correct. And man, it's looking like a big fat disappointment right now with the Anaheim Ducks, who I thought would be a lot better and uh, still sitting on just uh, one victory uh, on the season. Uh, not good for Anaheim one and seven uh, entering this game. See if they can uh, bounce back here. They certainly have the rest advantage. They played in Vegas on Friday Friday. Uh, And now they get the Leafs on the second of back-to-back games with Eric Shalgren in net, which is no shock whatsoever. This was the plan all along. I I don't get why Sheldon Keefe started him, though, in in the San Jose game. Okay, he had a couple of days off. Samsonov was playing very well. uh, And, you know, I'm not blaming Shalgren for the loss, but it makes the team think that this is going to be easy street playing San Jose. When you put your backup in there, you're putting your backup in there because it's San Jose. It's supposed to be a team you think you can beat, and you let your players think that way. That oh, it's just going to be easy. We're just going to step on the ice and beat the San Jose Sharks. Especially with uh, the fact that it was not a back to back. I would have put Samsonov in net Thursday against San Jose, but he didn't do that. He put Shawgren in. Obviously, Samsonov played last night, and they hung him out to dry. I mean, that was pretty. Uh, week from the Leafs all around I mean defensive play breakdowns turnovers uh, they're ready to basically ship Justin Hall off to Siberia here right now the Leaf fans uh, in Leaf Nation for his blunders which seem to happen every single game uh, right now Uh, it's just been absolutely uh, tough to watch on this road trip I mean uh, so they desperately need some good vibes they need something good to happen Uh, You you see that the superstar players are not putting the puck in the net right now. Even Nylander's cooled off after a nice start. Uh, Marner's not giving you much. Uh, Austin Matthews is still just sitting on two goals this year. Um, It's really something uh, that that the, uh, the, you know, the big guns for the Leafs, they've been shut down. They're they're struggling at the moment. You would think this is the perfect opponent to get right against. A lot of teams are getting right against uh, Anaheim, but, I've just got my reservations about doing it here, especially on the long road trip. We saw Pittsburgh on at the end of a long, struggling road trip. We thought, oh, maybe bounce back. You want to salvage a road trip, salvage a win at the end of a kind of a disappointing road trip. Pittsburgh wanted to, Pittsburgh couldn't. So that tells me, you know, it's no given that Toronto is going to be able to right the ship tonight, even against a reeling Anaheim team. So we'll see how this one plays out. All I know is we had Shalgren in net uh, against San Jose. What did we see in that game? We saw goals. We saw that game go over the total. We saw the Arizona game when Shogren started. They lost that game as well. He's 0-2 this year, 3.5 goals against average, 8.57 save percentage. And it's not that he's been bad. It's that he's not quite at the level where he can bail out defensive mistakes in front of him. And, man, we've seen a lot of those lately uh, on this road trip from the Leafs. So I think the overs in play here. Uh, 6.5. I'm waiting for goalie confirmations on the Anaheim side, but right now, that would be the way I'd play it. I'd stay off the side, look over the total here. Alex, what do you think? Or, or I'd honestly take a shot with the Ducks, quite honestly, before I lay minus 180 with Toronto. But even then, they're reeling They're reeling even more than Toronto is right now. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Toronto-Anaheim?
0: Yeah, this screams over, especially with Shawgrin and Ned and, and Anaheim's just defensive walls right now. But 6.5, laying juice, or are you even seeing a 7 right now. It's a tad bit steep I could possibly try to wait and get a better price in game, but I don't know. We might see a goal here too early to the point where we can't can't grab that. So this is more likely going to be a pass for me. Uh, you know, Leafs. You know, you want to see if, can they wrap up the what's been a kind of rough trip with a with a win here? But like I said, I just can't count on them right now. And definitely at this high of a price, you even land juice with uh,
1: regulation most likely. So this would be a pass. All right, pass for uh, Alex here uh, in this one. All right, New York Rangers, Arizona Coyotes now. Uh, next up, the second game in Mullet uh, Arena. We've got the Rangers minus 200, uh, the total six and a half in this one. A uh, friend of the show, he was on the show with us last year during the playoffs. He'll be joining us again later this year. Eddie Lack apparently was at this the Arizona game the other night uh, against the uh, Winnipeg Jets, the uh, first uh, home game there for the uh, Coyotes in their uh, new arena We'll see how this one plays out on uh, The second game at Mullet Arena Tonight with the uh, Rangers and Coyotes Uh, Certainly back to back For the Rangers, big win against the uh, Dallas Stars, Uh, Jaroslav Halak should be in net tonight, not confirmed But you would expect that after Shosturkin Got the nod yesterday uh, for them Against Dallas in that 6-3 win Uh, For the uh, Coyotes, Connor Ingram Has been uh, confirmed as the uh, starting goalie Giving uh, Karel Vamelka. Uh, A little bit of a break. It's not been great, I guess you could say, for uh, Ingram in his two starts. 4.03 goals against 871 uh, save percentage uh, in two outings for him with the uh, Coyotes this year. So that's not great. Um, You know, the Rangers, I think team total is kind of interesting to me. I'd probably want to stay off the Rangers money line, Rangers regulation, Rangers puck line, because if it's Halak and net, you know how we sometimes say Yaroslav Shalak instead of, uh, yarrow halak because he's been shellacked a couple of times this year and the last time we saw him in net for the rangers it was a five to one victory for the columbus blue jackets last sunday but you know i do think the rangers here again when they get the offense going and that was really an emphasis and a focal point after sh- being shut out by the islanders uh on wednesday they got it going against a, a very good dallas team so the over three and a half kind of interests me here with the rangers uh, tricky game because you got them on the back to back. A team that's you know not going to incite a lot of teams. And Arizona got badly outplayed by Winnipeg as that game went on, and yet they still only lost in overtime uh, of that game. So I think it's a tricky game. It's a it's a slight lean for me to the Rangers team total over uh, in this one. Uh, but more of a game that I'll probably look at in terms of the prop market and goal score props. Uh, when I look at the uh, range the Rangers goal score props here in this game, we've talked about Capocaccio a lot. Uh, you know, being on that top line. But, you know, we've got some interesting moves here. Heedle out, Vitaly Kratsov got injured against Dallas yesterday, Uh, and Alexi Lafreniere now on the second line. That might give you an opportunity there to look in his direction. For uh, Arizona, uh, if you're going to trust someone, I still say Dylan Gunther's your guy. Dylan Gunther's trying to prove himself to stay with Arizona after his nine-game rookie tryout uh, runs out, and then the Coyotes and all teams after the nine games They've got to make a decision on their rookies, whether they stay with the team or whether they get sent back down. And Dylan Gunther's making a strong case right now to stay with Arizona uh, beyond his uh, nine-game period to start the year. Two goals, one assist. Uh, He's been noticeable uh, in a lot of these games. So if you're looking for the prop value for Arizona, goal-scorer-wise, Gunther at plus 400 to plus 450 in some spots would be that, in my opinion. Uh, Alex, Rangers, Coyote. This is one I really love for that first period over. Shop around for this.
0: If you get find this one and a half to 140, 145, anything higher than that, I would probably look to maybe. And same thing with the Wild and Hawks. If you see both of those prices higher at your books, maybe go a half unit and grab the two or parlay them together, honestly. that And I don't do that often, but I know a lot of people like to parlay these first period overs when they get to higher juices. But I like both of these a, a lot. This one is uh, particularly because the biggest thing that I noticed from the first game at, at Mallard Arena, and even before the game started, Christian Fisher actually said this quote He says, I've never played in a rink with boards this fast. And sure enough, what did he come out and see? He gets the first two goals in Mallard Arena history for the Coyotes. Uh, we saw back and forth. That really could have been a 3 2 first period with Winnipeg. And Winnipeg's not exactly an offensive juggernaut. But now you got a Rangers team. That's coming off of, like I said, an incredible display of offense late in the third period to put away Dallas. And they have Yaroslav a in that and Arizona's going with Connor Ingram. This could easily be a 2-2 game. So I, I'm, for the show, I'm going to say go with the first period over two at plus 125 for the value. But definitely shop around. You should be able to grab that one-and-a-half at 140 or 145. I think both of them are, are, are fine bets. We should see at least three goals, if not more, in this first period. I think it's going to be really back and forth, a uh, fun one to watch for sure.
1: I'm going to throw together a little three-team, three-game, three-game first period over one-and-a-half parlay uh, on this card. And I'm going to actually go ahead. I'll, I'll make it official. I'm betting it, so anything I bet is official, you could say. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to go with a three-game over one and a half first period parlay, and I'm going to do it with the Minnesota Chicago game. I'm going to do it with the Toronto Anaheim game, and I'm going to do it with this game, uh, Rangers and Coyotes, and uh, end up getting you know pretty uh, decent uh, price uh, on with all uh, three of those. So I think that's a good call there. I think they all I think they all could hit an over one and a half, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, in the uh, first period, all three uh, of, of those uh, games. Uh, let me just uh, check this out here. What we've got here, I'm going to just. Uh, pop it. I'm just going to put it in the old calculator right now, uh, and we're going to see what kind of uh, uh, overall parlay odds we get with it. Hold on one sec. All right, there's the first two. There's Rangers and Coyotes. Here we go. Plus 338. There you go at pinnacle for uh, over one-and-a-half three-game parlay there. Minnesota, Chicago, Toronto, Anaheim, New York, Rangers, Arizona. Plus 338 right there. Yeah. So that's a good price. I like I bet. like that. Yeah, definitely going to sprinkle something on that. All right, final game of this Sunday card, Winnipeg Jets, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Vegas minus 205 home favorite, 6.5 the total in this game. I think Vegas probably wins, and it's the end of a road trip, I believe, for the Jets. I think they go back home, if I'm not mistaken, after this. Uh, and Be- Vegas is rolling right now, uh, just dismantled Anaheim uh, on uh, Friday night. I'll tell you what, Bruce Cassidy has the- these guys playing good hockey, both ends of the ice. I mean, defensively, they've been on point, no breakdowns, no loss of coverage, no turnovers with the puck for the most part, sound, steady defensive hockey. And Logan Thompson's been very good in net for this uh, Vegas Golden Knights team. So there's lots to like with the way this team is playing right now. Uh, No question about that. Uh, You know, Jack Eichel's been uh, solid to begin the year for the uh, Golden Knights. Uh, Jonathan Marchessault, Johnny Masserol, as Cherry would call him. Yeah, he's gotten off to a nice start. So there's lots to like with Vegas here uh, right now and the way they're playing. It's the end of a road trip, like I said, for Winnipeg. Uh, although it's not a long road trip. I mean, it's L.A., Arizona, now here tonight. But, you know, it's still a little bit of a tricky spot. But they're playing well. They've won three in a row, the Jets, on this road trip. Or they've won two on the road trip. They won the last of their homestand earlier this week against St. Louis 4 nothing. It looks like we, it hasn't been confirmed yet. So, but I think we'll probably end up seeing uh, a goaltending matchup of Hellebuck and Thompson tonight uh, in this uh, matchup, which would be one hell of a goaltending matchup if that's indeed the case. And when you look at the way both of them are playing, Hellebuck's gotten off to a very a strong start this season uh, for the Winnipeg Jets, uh, no denying that whatsoever. You look at uh, Hellebuck's numbers uh, so far, uh, 2.51 goals against, 9.25 save percentage. How about Logan Thompson's numbers? After that 4 nothing shutout against Anaheim, 29 saves he made in that shutout performance, he really is among the NHL leaders. Goals against and save percentage, 1.69 goals against average, 9.43 save percentage. Uh, for Logan Thompson. So Rye guys, basically onto what I think about the total in this game under. Yeah. And I'm not a big gun now. I'm not betting it because you know what happened the last time I loved an under it was Florida against Philadelphia earlier this week. And I think that game was like two, one in the first 10 minutes. It's just, you're typically in Cameron horse shit luck, uh, and just, you know, bad results whenever I like an under. It's uncanny across all sports how this happens to me when I like an under. I think it's a great under. It makes sense. All the logic makes sense. Florida was struggling to score. Philly's pretty good defensively, and they can struggle to score, and yet that game flew over the total. So, But I still think the under is the way to go uh, in this game. Six and a half. I think the Jets, you know, they're going to want to play good Tidy game. The Vegas Golden Knights certainly are playing that way right now. Uh, no question about that. If it is Hellebuck and Thompson, you got guys that are in great form uh, in between the pipes. So uh, I lean Vegas in regulation. I may stay off it because the Winnipeg Jets lost badly in Vegas already once this year. I think they want a little redemption and a little paybacks. And, and they're playing well right now, the Jets. So I'm not in a rush to lay the price with Vegas. I think Vegas is still better than Winnipeg. They'll win this game. Uh, tonight, but I'm not going to get involved in the side. We'll lean under six and a half. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Jets, Golden Knights. You know, I'm
0: actually debating and looking at possibly playing this uh, draw plus 360. I think, like I said, with Winnipeg already being embarrassed in Vegas yep. before, this could be a, a good goaltending battle. I could easily see this being a 2-2 or 3-3 kind of game going past 60. So I'm, I'm going to take a shot here with the regulation draw. I'm looking, trying to find the best prices. I think plus 360 is probably the best thing that's out there. So I'll go with that.
1: Yeah, this one could be (laughs) – Winnipeg is off, rather, uh, an overtime game uh, against the uh, Arizona Coyotes, of course, uh, on Friday night in the first game at Mullet Arena. Uh, So, yeah, the under, Eileen, and that draw, we'll see if it's – I think it's probably worth a look because I think the Jets are going to want to play a lot better. Remember, that was on a back-to-back. They played Vegas. They beat Colorado the night before, and they just got steamrolled. Big sieve by the way was in net that night too for the Winnipeg Jets. Big Civ Dave. He gave up four goals in the first period of that game, a game that the Golden Knights ended up winning five to two. So uh that 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 played a big part in why Winnipeg was so bad that night. You're probably gonna see Hellebuck tonight and obviously it goes without saying can't compare Hellebuck to Big Civ Dave Riddick obviously. So I think a better chance for this to be a closer hockey game, which might mean that Alex's draw could be live here with the jets and the golden Knights. All right. Great stuff. Uh, great, uh, discussion on the Sunday card. It's not the greatest card. I'll admit that, uh, but still five games, find some opportunities, sprinkle a few props, hopefully come out uh, with a profitable Sunday. Of course, lots of NFL uh, as well. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Make sure you, you hit the like button uh, on the way out. Uh, if uh, you're watching us live on YouTube, uh, we got another great week of shows coming up. We do have a special guest, I believe, joining us on Wednesday uh, this week on the show. Curtis Fraser is uh, scheduled to join us, former uh, pro hockey player. So looking forward to that later this week here on the Ice Guys show. All right, best bets uh, to wrap things up. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for your Sunday best? We're
0: going to head to the campus of Arizona State University Mullet Arena for the New York Rangers-Arizona Coyotes game. Going to go first period over two, plus 125. That's my best bet. Like I said, if you find one and a half, grab that as well. Uh, I think this one flies over the the, the one and a half and the two, to be honest. Uh, You got Halak against Ingram, two weak goalies. Uh, you got a, a Ranger team that looked dynamite offensively late in that game, now going into a small shoebox with uh, some fast boards, and that's definitely screams like it's going to be uh, over for the first 20 minutes as well as the game, but we're going to go with that first period over. Two goals plus
1: 125 with the Blue Shirts and the Yotes tonight. All right, there we go, over two uh, in the first period with uh, the New York Rangers in Arizona, a uh, best bet for Alex B. Smith. My best bet is going to be, well, hopefully less painful, Uh, Then last night with the uh, Colorado Avalanche uh, blowing that lead against the New York Islanders. We're going to go to the Windy City with the sixes that are available at DraftKings, a couple other books. That's a great number for an over in that game. Minnesota-Chicago, over six, minus 120. Uh, That is going to be my best bet for this Sunday uh, NHL card. And that will wrap things up. Uh, for this uh, Sunday edition of the show, uh, we appreciate everybody joining us. A uh, reminder The Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live make sure you check out and consider a subscription to patreon.com slash ice guys. Just $10 a month. Great content. My next set of power ratings will be out there and posted by tomorrow. We're going to update those every Monday uh, throughout the season. Goalie charts, totals charts, daily uh, ice guys card, more bonus video content, including the one we did last week with Jay Roseau, which was outstanding. So make sure you check all that bonus content and more at patreon.com slash ice guys only for $10 a month.
0: Yeah, Ian's got his rankings coming up on Monday. Mine will be up on Wednesday. Of course, whenever Chris Otto drops his uh, charts, we do the just the first period. He's got other charts as well, but the first period numbers we post up, it's usually uh, before
1: Tuesday, before Thursday, and before Saturdays. There we go, all at patreon.com slash guys. For Alex P. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. <sighs>